remember me. Hey. I played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 1970 to 1970. Come on down to, is Ricky or Dicky the one? This is Dicky, right? No, okay, it's Ricky. Come on down to Ricky Starks, Ford uh, Chevrolet Emporium. We yeah. got all your favorite cars here. All your favorite cars, as long as they're a Chevrolet or a Ford or a Honda. Or a Honda. We got all the cars. We got all the cars. Don't got Buicks. Just Don't got on, Buicks. Come on down and ask for my brother Dick and say, we want the family discount. And we're going to treat you right down at Ricky Stark's Chevrolet, Honda, and Ford Emporium. And I'm Dickie Starks here. I'm just, you know, I'm paying some bills off with this work here. You remember, you remember me. You, you don't you remember? I forget his thing. What was yeah, it? Yeah, you it remember, was, you remember me. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it was different. I got though. into a little bit of trouble uh, <laughs> back. I, well, I spent some time in the uh, what it was. Y'all well, remember I, me? Y'all remember me? I, I, uh, I spent some time in the Philippines, and um, I'm not technically allowed back in that in that country. A lot of stuff went down. Uh, but anyway, that was that was in the 80s. But now I'm happy to be here working for my brother, Rick. Yep. That's why I gave him a job. He had a lot of trouble. And now he's, you know, he's making up for it. He's a good boy. He's older than me. <laughs> you remember me. Yeah, I'm eight years. I'm eight years older than my brother, <laughs> Rick. Uh, I do hold uh, the Kansas and Missouri State pie eating contest records. Uh, most boysenberry pies consumed He's got a in T-shirt un, and everything. Under, in under twenty-five minutes, he's super proud of it. He's got a T-shirt and everything. Well, we're proud. I, of, we're proud. Of, we're proud of Dicky. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it's something worth mentioning because most people don't go through their whole life and they don't even win one pie contest. Never mind two at a state level. That's true. You know, some people are like, but there's not a lot of money in that. That's the thing, <laughs> there, which is not there my isn't fault. A lot of money that's when not you my, win. That's not my fault. Even in first place, it's like the the winnings. Yeah, it's like three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. I was gonna say a thousand. It's like three hundred. <laughs> I thought it was a thousand. Yeah, that's no, it was like three hundred. It was like three. I said it was a thousand. What about after the? Taxes? I said it was a thousand because I because I wanted to impress you. Well, what and, about after taxes? How much was it? And mom, how much was it after taxes? It was about. Well, it was about $185. Is that why you took us to dinner at Cracker Barrel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went down to Cracker Barrel. I, I went to Cracker Barrel. Spent I scouted out that location. Actually, I don't know why I'm why I'm divulging all this, but I, I uh, well, I know why it is because I've had a little bit of wild turkey, but. Uh, <laughs> and I told you, you can't, you can't drink on the commercial ba- shoots. Basically, what I did was I went down to the, I scouted the Cracker Barrel and I said, look, I've got $185 dollars after i made my estimated payment to the federal government what can i get for that and then that's why they we didn't order they just brought out i thought it was fancy it was i asked for the fanciest that they could do for was, 185 dollars if you want to go to cracker barrel and you want to get fancy you get about i don't think this is ricky's voice anymore but you get about six or seven buckets of gravy when you spend that much money yep yep <laughs> I said, how much? I said, they said, how much of the 185 do you want allocated to gravy? And you, how much did you put like? And I said, at least 40%. At least 40% of, at least 40% of the 185. And I don't know exactly the dollar amount that that, that, that is because we don't, I mean, I, there's no, I don't have a, a number puncher in front of me right now. But that's true. And I thought it was just, it was so, it was, it was so sweet when, when I just kept getting bottomless Dr. Peppers. I thought that was really cool, Cracker yep. Barrel, to do that. Because, you know, recession's coming up, and they're trying not to do that. That's the thing about Cracker Barrel is they're cool. They are cool. That's stuff. why I scouted. I was like, should I take them to Red Lobster? Should I take them to TGI Fridays? Yeah, because they're getting real skimpy on them biscuits. I know. <laughs> so I scouted it all out, and I decided after much deliberation and uh, a, a, 
again, a little bit of wild turkey. And uh, I mean, everyone, again, I'm Ricky Starks. You remember me. I played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1972 1972. And this is my brother, Dickie. And I, 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 you know, I hired him at the dealership because he's, he's my brother and he's, he's, he's making the best for himself. I played for the Fort Wayne Outlaws, uh, which was a, tr- uh, Single like a, a baseball team. Sextup, sextup the day, like Four, six of those A's yep. on that one? Uh, from, <laughs> so far down the A line? Yeah, from 1969 to 1969, I played for the uh, Fort Wayne Outlaws. That was in Fort Wayne, Kansas. That's what the Stark boys do. We get in there fast. We do our we do our business fast on the football yep. field, and then we get out within the same two months. If it hadn't been for a career-ending uh, wrist injury, uh, uh, my manager told me I was going to be called up, which, you know, would have made me uh, only would have been seven or eight steps from the major leagues. So if only. Well, anyway, come on down this weekend. Ricky Starks, you remember me. See my brother, Dickie Starks, whatever his sketch race was. Yeah, you remember, you remember me. No, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah, you remember me. Was it the same thing with just different inflection? Hang on. We had some falafel. Okay, now I'm feeling better. You're feeling good now? Now I feel better. Oh, I feel well, anyway, I we're going to get out of this commercial. Get out of this commercial. <laughs> yeah, anyway, come on, come on down. Anyway, hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> we had, we had a... Uh, let's, oh, hold on, my name's Bo. Let's just get this out of the way. My name's Bo. And I'm Mike. And you're, you're listening, listening to... to Tope Suicida with the windows up and the neighbors can hear me. But it's it was a controlled tow basically. Yeah, Ed just he you saw Ed. We were doing an improv scene, and Ed walked up with his yeah. bicycle, motorcycle, or something. And you yeah. you panicked, I think. You're like, can Ed hear me? Is that what you did? Oh, I wasn't even. I didn't even see an Ed. You you saw someone. No, I didn't see anyone. You I turned. Was, I, How, you registered? Were you so far in the I, character? I, I was. Yeah, I was just staring out the window, man. I wasn't even. Wow. I was sitting here like, what's Ricky gonna say next? But you were so into it, you were just like, I go to a different place when yeah, I turn into Dicky. Dick. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad those two guys showed back up. Me too. After we talked about maybe canceling them because Ricky Starks, we actually do like him. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> love Ricky Starks. We love Ricky this Starks. This is a different Ricky Starks. Dicky Starks, entirely different. Totally different guys. Yeah. But it would be a shame to let that jingle go to waste. Oh so. my God. I'll throw it in this episode right yeah. now. Yeah. We remember you and Ricky Starks on the Chevrolet and for the glory of Come on down to Ricky Starks on the Chevrolet Hey everyone, so Mike and I had some falafel after the gym. We tried. We tried. Oh dear lord! So it's hot. You know, it's a heat wave, but the heat wave is kind of de-escalating right now. Yeah. So the highs this week are only ninety-seven, not one hundred and seven. <clears throat> but about this time of night, yeah, well, which is nice. That's yeah. A nice, that's this a nice, is summer, that's a nice, an accurate uh, summer. You know, because uh, then when you get to seven forty-five, eight, it's, it's the windows open. It's the, none of the fans are on right now because yeah, it's, it's a nice breeze. Yeah, cause, okay, yeah, everybody. It's what about, is it? It's almost eight p. Uh huh. 745, 743p. 743p on the dot, and the temperature is... Okay, well, it still says it's 97. It does not feel like 97. That can't be right. It is not 97. Either way, when the weather is hot, food carts typically are open for like an hour or two, and they close. Yeah. Or they're not open at all, because those little tender boxes get pretty hot. Yeah, I can see that. So the only... Especially with all the cooking oil yes. and the stove tops and everything. Yeah. You, you'd probably have to have a pretty good dialed in set up to stay cool yeah in there. so they're usually shut down yeah which is a bummer because that's our spot after we work out we get namu namu uh hawaiian uh korean barbecue yeah hawaiian korean kind of kind of fusion. fusion food and then also there's a super good taco cart yeah the taco really burger place that's never open on sunday evenings yeah so 
But uh, usually the super, the nice, not super foods, but the fusion stuff is usually perfect post workout. Yeah, great, great post workout. It's got food. everything you need. Yep. It's got stuff to fill you up. It's got stuff to line your bones with rice or whatever um, the fuck um, rice does. Meat, yeah, whatever rice does. Uh-huh. It's got meat, rice. It's, you know, it's protein, some rice. Greens. Some greens. Some spinach. Some avocado, cu- Some cucumber, some avocados, some kimchi. It's, it's perfect. perfect. It's perfect. It's what you need. And it's been closed the last two weeks. Yeah. Which, understandable. Yep. The only thing open tonight was fresh falafel. Fresh falafel. Which I've was, never been to. Was open. I had it once before. It was tasty. With two people in there. Yeah. And they were, because other food carts were open at, at the time the demand for the fresh falafel this guy owned this card Clearly. i'm saying that had to old older gentleman older gentleman didn't had, speak a lick of english the, the which we don't care we don't care that he didn't speak english not it doesn't matter because there's numbers on the menu yeah and that helps with the with the uh the communication breakdown that helps or so we, we thought we hoped <laughs> so listen the first thing i messed up i was at the front of the line yeah. A line formed behind me almost immediately when we got there. Yeah. 16 other people showed yeah, up behind it was, us. It was, it was a mob. There was a mob. Because, again, us. it's the only thing open besides yeah. the beer place, which doesn't sell hot food, I don't think. And uh, I said, can I get a number two, which is a falafel wrap? Um, and he shook his head. Yes. <laughs> he definitely cool. responded in the affirmative. Then he put the debit card machine in front of me. Yep. So I... And it said fresh falafel. Was like, oh, sweet. I'm getting a fresh getting falafel. getting a fresh falafel. So I put my card in there, and then we just... Stared at each other for probably a good 15, 20 what seconds. It felt like an eternity. And I was just sitting there looking. looking and you, did you see me press the screen? My, yeah, my, uh, my, 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 the cogs were turning in my head, and I was like, there's some kind of a community. There's some type of a breakdown here between Bo and the proprietor of, of this fine establishment. And I, sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, he said, Bo, and also, that's not fair to say he didn't speak a little English. He spoke plenty of English. He, he looked at you and said, what do you, like, what do you want? I guess. What, he was, anyway, anyway, he, anyway. He, he was like, "What do you want to? What do you?" And and it's and, and then you were like, "Oh, just the." the he must num- just didn't the hear num- me the, the first num- time. I guess. T- I, 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 that's what I think. Because I don't think he heard me either, or he was fucking with us. That, well, he, it's a very distinct possibility. He probably he saw me touching the fresh falafel, yeah. like on the screen. He yeah. showed. He presented the screen to me. He was like, "Look at these four fucking morons." <laughs> and I'm touching. I got listen. I'm not bad with technology. If anything, I'm very good with it. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there touching the word fresh falafel. Is this how I order my falafel? So I look up and I say, can I get number two? And then it all clicks into place. I pay for it. Paid for it. You pay for yours. I open up. I came up next. Can I get buzzers? We get buzzers. Number 10, the chicken shawarma uh, over rice and with uh, chicken. And then I would... (laughs) Yeah, again, he, yeah, he looked at me. He looked at me like I had something sinister on my mind. Yeah, yeah. He, he was really like, it's like you with the other guy. <laughs> like what the fu- like what the fuck is this guy's problem? That was the vibe, and I was like, uh, just, I just want a number ten. Can I just have a number number ten with with the chicken, the shawarma over yeah. rice with chicken? And then he said, so we got it. We got it all settled. It's great. <laughs> so we're sitting. And then, but then there was the, the 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 mobs. The mob scene occurred. It felt like a passive aggressive. Soup Nazi Seinfeld. Episode. It was. It was a little bit of a because yeah. like he wasn't hostile. No, it was just get in there. Number two, card. Okay. Yeah. Number ten, card. Okay. But it I didn't mean, work like. That. I mean, no, but uh, and also like it, in that little food cart pod, he is definitely not even, not even like the the most unpleasant person to to deal with as far as from a customer service perspective. Because, Smiled because the taco. No, he was great because the taqueria man is. A uh, nightmare. He he, he absolutely hates, in his V-neck tight shirts. It, it is they they are 
wonderful tacos. That, they are so good, but he hates. That taco truck has been there the longest, by the yeah. way. It's been here since I've lived here. That was the first pod. So he's seen some he's shit. He's seen some shit. It's like, just know, you're going to get some d- fucking good food. Well, he's like, pull a number. He doesn't even, he's like, pull a number and I'll call seven and then you can order. <laughs> yeah. When it's busy, at least. Yeah, but he's definitely going to make you feel uncomfortable yeah. about ordering tacos. Which I'm fine with. Which is okay. You just got to learn. Because he gets my order. You got to learn it. You got to learn it. He gets it. So we're sitting there, but we're waiting on the fresh falafel. We have buzzers, too. We got buzzers. So there's a number that we ordered from the menu. There's the ticket number, and there's the buzzer number. All of them are different numbers. Yeah, they're all different numbers. They're all different numbers. So we're sitting there. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. And someone that was Trigger warning real quick. I'm kind of a dick here, but maybe I'm just more of an... Who knows? Mike will describe what I am in this situation. Yeah, no, you're just a you're you're the youngest brother in your family, in a family that like made you feel like you deserved to. to Before you say what I did, I just need you to know, and I need the audience to know that I I I only did it because I calculated the series of events that took place. Yeah, and the order of events. Yeah, you used your beautiful. You used your beautiful mind. Determined that this is indeed mine. So, so what did I do? You did the white guy thing where you where you walked up and <laughs> said, "This is mine." You you so so uh, somebody else's buzzer goes off, but it was someone who we thought was behind us. It definitely was. I passed he, them when I went to the platform. He entry. walks up. There seems to be some confusion. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm not, this isn't what I ordered, but you know what? Don't worry about it." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah," and but uh, we're like, "Oh, I wonder if that's your food." Now, for me, I wonder if that's my food. Is not um, I'm probably I'm probably not gonna get up and and fight for my food, you know. But Bo is gone. He has already gotten up. He goes mm-hmm. up and he starts yeah. talking to the man and trying to figure out what's in the box. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, what is it? What is it? Uh, like, oh, is it falafel? Is it number two? Number two? Let me see. Number two. Nice looking shot. at this yeah. ticket, and all the while he's got Bo has his hand out. And he's moving closer to yeah. the man with the box. It's a fucking real, like, the most alpha thing I've ever done in my entire life. And this guy is just, like, he's unsure of what to do. Hey, wasn't and his food. He said it himself. He's like, yeah, well, I don't. And, and you're like, yeah, well, it's what I ordered. So it was the same person. I saved him. You saved him. He was passive aggressive. He, he said, this is not what I ordered, but I guess I'll take it. Motherfucker, yeah. that's what I ordered. That's my food. I will take yeah, it. Yeah, you took you it. You will wait for your food. But also, it's it maybe wasn't your food. It might not have been, but that's it was good. Other, that's the other. I was clearly the, eating it before everyone else around us. Anyway, so <laughs> Bo intimidated another grown man into, into giving him his food. Food. Listen, I told you I was vain, and now the gym has made me a monster. No, I know. I'm I'm well aware. Because you you saw me compared to the gentleman I took. Oh, you were much larger. Ah! You were much larger, <laughs> and you you really backed him into a corner. He said you, it. Was. You just kept extending your hand over and over again, muttering little things like, "Well, I guess it's mine." Well, I guess it's gotta Listen, be. Listen, I guess it's gotta be mine. Listeners, please. I guess it's the falafel. That's what I ordered. Don't was let the falafel. Was the falafel, and you kept getting closer and closer to him, and the guy and the proprietor was just—he threw. At one point, I looked, and you didn't see, but he just threw his hands up, like, "Well, fuck, I guess these guys are gonna figure it out." And we did. And the, we did. the receipt matched what I ordered <laughs> with the money that I paid, ten dollars. Yeah. Yes, my buzzer didn't go off, and his True. did. Yep, your buzzer didn't go but off. But he clearly said 
this is in my order, yeah. which prompted me to yeah. stand up because my back was to him the whole time. Yeah. Until I stole his food. Yeah, Potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. And it, it is possible that that was your order. Yeah. But it was also missing hummus. It was missing hummus. Which was not what you ordered. But it was still $10, which is what I ordered. Right. But what I'm saying is, yeah. and stay with me here, that someone else could yeah. have also ordered something that right. cost $10 and asked for no hummus. Why would they do that? It's the same price. Take the hummus. Okay, you don't get to. You also, do not, no. If I uh-uh. am a gentleman, this, no, this will not stand. No, listen, Go me, ahead. Go ahead. If I'm a ahead. gentleman that was at the back of the line, yeah, that I passed when I mm-hmm. went to Plymouth mm-hmm. after making my order. If I wait that long to get my order, because you know he waited to even order, yeah. I'm not going to be precious about it and be like, can I get a number two? I saw how long you took with everyone else. Can I yeah. get a number two minus this minus that? No, because that guy doesn't give a shit. He's not going to listen. Right. You got to order that three times. And and you know what? That guy was still there when we left. So maybe he got his food. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. The fluff was good. good. <laughs> it's fucking I, I could, good. I mean, I both basically finished it before I even, but uh, so, so before I even got my food. But I will say that two things. One, you do not get to put someone else down. For, for uh, making special orders or leaving things off That's there. That's true. This is a man who, and I, uh, because I made the exact same argument to you where I'm like, you are paying the same money to get less stuff yeah. in your meal. What I'm saying is based off the situation at hand, the series of events, right. if I'm the guy in the back and I see, why is this taking so long? Oh, this guy's working alone. Yeah. He's the only cart open. Uh, he doesn't speak much English, so it's more difficult with, with, with the lines getting longer and longer and longer. Again, that's not bad. But so I would say, okay, I'm not too special. That's just, I saw the line behind me. You know what I didn't do? I didn't ask for no tomatoes. Yeah, I just you took just them off took myself. Them off. You just took them off. You picked because them off I with, knew your, with your that when I put that card, hands. when I put that card in there and we just stared at each other for yeah. about three or four or yeah. five minutes, yeah, it wasn't, I'm not going to make a special order. <laughs> it wasn't, a, it wasn't an auspicious start. So based on everything up to this point, confidence has not been instilled in me that this is going to be a, a smooth yeah. exchange where I receive my food in like a, uh, an orderly kind of logical manner. Right. Yeah. I, at this point I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, this is the wild west. Like we've already like that has been proven to me. This situation with Bo, where you effectively proved that might makes right, and you stole that man's yeah. food from him, like fucking the road warrior. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I said I I know now that this buzzer and this ticket number means nothing. Nothing. I need to ask you something though. Finish your thought. And then things got even crazier because no longer were buzzers going off. The man started yelling numbers yeah. from the window. And, and it was unclear what type of number he was yelling. Two things. <laughs> the people behind me yeah. may or may not have been sitting down longer. May have been sitting there when we showed up. So they may have already ordered. They might right. be the only group in front of us. May or may not be. But what I do know is their buzzer went off while I was eating my delicious stolen falafel, potentially, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. And they went up yeah. and did not get the correct order. Right. And they sat back down. Yeah. That was my order, probably. Because, because <laughs> you were eating their food. No, because then they got two <laughs> additional things and left with their two. But listen, I may have ate their food. Yeah. But their buzzer didn't go off either. That other guy's buzzer went off. Right. His buzzer went off. And then maybe their buzzer went off 
for my food. What I think is that the, after the fiasco of the buzzer going off, he didn't know the, what the, to do. The, the man decided, you know what? No more buzzers. <laughs> he fucking, just was like, he fucking I'm, ruined I'm his over, night. I'm over the buzzer. He shut the window, yeah, Mike. He, he kept shutting, he shut he the absolutely window. shut the window. And then, so I see him, he, he yells something Fuck. out the window and I'm like, okay, this is my moment. Like I have to, so I, so, like, so I run up because Bo be- just had his and I'm, I was right after him in line. So I walk up and I, and I go, oh yeah, uh, is that is that mine? Is that I had the chicken chicken shawarma over rice? And he goes, no chicken. <laughs> he whipped you immediately. He said he just looked at me and went, no, 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 no chicken. No yeah, he had it. And, and then and then and then he shooed me with a snapping motion of his wrist. He said, no, no chicken. He fucking no got chicken. you out like a fucking pest. And I as so I went back and Bo's like, what happened? And I'm like, I got I got shooed. <laughs> I got shooed away. Like I was a like I was a varmint. I've had a day today because something just popped up that happened at lunch today. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about nope, this? No, that was it. Let's wrap no. this up. It was, we love this food cart because it gives us endless oh, content. Once I also got the shawarma, oh, fucking good. It was so good. I will one hundred percent go back. Go visit Fresh Falafel because it's fucking dank. Everybody. Everything in that cart. It's a small God cart. There's damn. only like four four carts in the bar, but it's all really the good. The flavors. Five carts. Killer. So, I was at Super Deluxe for lunch. I got some some chicken. Yeah. To pre-fuel before the workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there and ordered uh, an eight count and a of the chicken nuggets. Yes, and a twenty-four ounce yeah. Diet Coke. Right. No ice. Okay. Because that just waters it down. You right. That yeah. Delicious fountain. Yeah. And uh, guy, obviously very high, because I know because I was also because you're high. also very high. And sure, so I, I know the yeah. signs. Right. He takes my order. Well, he asked me. I go, can I get this? This? Uh, I'm like, can I get a 24 ounce Dr. Not Dr. Burke, Coke? Uh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Diet. Coke. And he's like, very important. He just stares at me. And he goes, anything else? I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding? In my head, I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding? Me? Anything else? I just told you everything else. Can I get a 24 ounce Diet Coke? Yeah. Order it, and then I pay for it. He gives me, he's like, do you want your seat? He's like, no, I don't need your seat. Yeah. I put my thing away, I get the cart away. I walk over, they usually fill up the drink next. Yeah. He just kind of just stand there. Cool. Cool. And then I go around, I throw my receipt in the trash, and I go, hey, can I get my drink real yeah. quick? He's go, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you need me to ring you up? I was like, and I did say aloud, no, dude, I just ordered a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, And dude. then a guy came up that was working with, like, yeah. was like, what did he order? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, he ordered a 24 ounce because he checked the little receipt oh, board or whatever. So good. So this guy was so out of He his was so high. <laughs> he was like, can I get he, can no, I get my drink? Oh, let me ring you up. You just did. There was no hope. <laughs> Not a minute. 60 seconds prior. There was no hope of him. Can you imagine him like trying to like uh you know, navigate a, a complicated order in that state. <laughs> I hope he's never navigated a grill, is like, what I hope he doesn't oh, navigate. Man, yeah, watch your don't uh, be uh be on be on high alert when you're running when you're using hot equipment mm-hmm. if you're working a food service industry because they, they can get you yeah it can get you it can leave and some if you scars. go to the food cart make sure fresh falafels got two people working if you got two people in usually there, you're it's good to go they do they have two people working that are the kids of this gentleman I mentioned yes I think you're correct uh but unfortunately it's not what we got uh dad was holding down the fort good for him it's solo hot. the kids were probably like it's too hot dad yeah. was like well i'm gonna make some bank he was like i'm gonna make some fucking money mm-hmm. and, and he, he did he did but i did not envy his uh the work the, the the number of things that he had to worry about all at once but here's the thing the fact that it was it took 45 minutes to get the food which again is fine it's the only cart and he's the only person working if i were him i would have been like 
I'm alone. They're going to get their food when they get it. Right. It's not like they can get their money back. No, they're not going to go through that. They've no. already sat here for 30 minutes. Yeah. Fa- sunk cost fallacy. How would dude. you even negotiate that refund? It's like, I don't want my falafel anymore. I still wanted my falafel. <laughs> you know? I'm desperate for that chicken <laughs> That's shawarma. probably why allegedly, allegedly, maybe Alleged- potentially allegedly. stole. Not that guy's, but the couple behind us. He was trying to steal theirs, so I saved it. Really, you saved it mm-hmm. by stealing your house in Delhi. Yeah, yeah. So that was our okay. our our Sunday evening. But what's the episode about tonight? Tonight we have or a today, very Tuesday fucking shit. <laughs> very special, very special episode because Vincent Kennedy McMahon seems to have finally decided. Um, he's going to spend the rest of his days just chilling in his coffin or whatever. He's going to die soon, right? I mean, nothing to do. He's going to die. He's going to, his body's going to be like, Oh, I can turn off now. Yeah, I guess so. I I really, I know. I I I really feel like that might happen. Yeah. Um, we decided that maybe we could do an episode, not about Vince McMahon, who seems to kind of be a bad dude. Yeah. But, about the character, Mr. McMahon, who is definitely a bad dude, but at least he's Context. a pretend bad dude. Yes. Which, of course, some of Vince's actualities yeah. led through to that character. But when Mike and I were talking about this episode, we were kind of like, should we do this episode? Yeah. Because the reason he has retired is not because he's tired of doing it. It's because he's been forced out yeah. by the board because he spent billions of Millions of billions of money on yeah, millions uh, of dollars. sex scandals and cover-up money yeah, and stuff. Hushing, and so he's probably money, not yeah. a great guy, obviously. But we do also recognize that he is professional wrestling, which is a weird thing to say. Like, he is. It's been since we've been kids. Since we've watched wrestling. Yeah, basically. Vince essentially killed the pro wrestling business. Yeah, he t- and, destroyed the territory. Destroyed pro wrestling and created WWE. Mm-hmm. Alongside that, even if he did kill the territories, he still he still was able to get a lot of really wonderful wrestler characters that we love and grew up with, and still some awesome, even to this day, that he helped get there. And oh yeah, so he's his, an important he, he, individual. He made his company extremely profitable, but it was at the expense of everyone else being able to make a living yeah. and probably the health of the wrestling business in general. But WWF uh, for, you know, a period of time thrived, or I would say, should say a couple periods of time thrived beyond all expectations or beyond. It was so um, unexpectedly popular that it was almost like a shock to mainstream society that, WWF, which is synonymous with wrestling, mm-hmm. um, was that big of a cultural touch point. We don't know the. I mean, you and I aren't. We don't really follow financials often, but I feel like WWF E throughout its entire career has only really had one like scary financial moment, mm. like where they're in trouble. I think that was yeah. leading into the real or Attitude Era. Yeah. But I think since then and before that, I feel like they've always been, because they ruined, they destroyed the rest of competition, yeah. they've always been financially successful. Like, even they've been firing lots of people the last two years, yeah. they're still making bank, which is what makes it even more disgusting. Yeah. Um, 
And I went down a financials rabbit hole. We're not supposed we're not even talking about that. But yeah, that's what we decided to do a Mr. McMahon episode because we felt like the character, again, like you said, yeah. is a villain. Yeah. Those parameters are known. Yeah, and, and also the character the character is one of the most, you know, for better or worse, mo- probably mostly for worse, but um, uh, definitely one of the few, you know, if you were going to say 10 things about pro wrestling that were extremely popular and that bled over into mainstream mm-hmm. culture, um, Steve Austin versus his tyrannical boss, Mr. McMahon, yeah. um, or Mr. McMahon, you know, the birth of the, of the kind of the character screwing Bret Hart at, yeah. at Survivor Series 97, that is one of the, one of, definitely going to be in, in the top 10, I mean, like for sure. That whole sequence of events with the screw job, that's kind of, I feel kayfabe aside when people started like oh mr mcmahon mm-hmm. is he's a villain yeah oh he's the owner and that kind of dovetails into steve austin a yeah. few years later with the attitude Era. and i think the reason that was successful um everybody loved once no one likes bosses no one likes their boss no one if likes she listens bosses. she's great i yep. like my boss but she's also a boss yeah. i've been a boss up until recently yeah um I didn't like being it. I felt like Bosses it can't be friends. Bosses can't be friends, and that sucks. And the and the and the um, I'm I'm um, rebelling against the authority. Not 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 just in a in like a um, like a uh, too cool for school, like the NWO DX kind of way, where yeah. it's or like a Van Halen kind of like fuck it, we do whatever we want. But yeah. really, that specific. This is the man that signs my paychecks. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. He is in charge and I get to make his life a living hell. Yeah. Often imitated, never duplicated. Uh-huh. Austin and McMahon, that thing. And the reason that worked is because that's well, like I was getting there. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's a fantasy. Oh, I get fantasy. to beat up my boss because I don't like what he's doing to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. And also that. It was like the the logical extension of finally, you know, the shit heel in a territory, finally getting his comeuppance and getting run out of town on a rail. Like this was uh, the the corporate, the the globalized, globalized, the globalized version of that idea, which is that the ultimate shit heel, which is this billionaire asshole villain that is totally selfish and self-centered and only cares about his profits and his yeah. fucking legacy and company um, has an some kind of an every man fighting back and sticking it to him and not just sticking it to him, but getting one over on him yeah, over every and time over, over, and over, and over and over. I mean, it was just like, it was like drugs for people. I don't know if we're going to watch tonight, but the bedpan, it's the most, <laughs> it's the most yeah. important thing <laughs> it's so good yeah when steve austin is the nurse mr mcmahon is in, has has been in uh the hospital for surgery or mm-hmm. something or he got stunned who knows he got stunned he's in the hospital his legs blew up when he was and in disguise both quads exploded <laughs> for real not it, 
Steve Austin in disguise is getting ready to give him his like evening medication. Oh, I'll take over. <laughs> oh, I'll like take over. <laughs> and then cracks him with a bedpan across the head, and it makes the best sound for in the, the working in man, the whole yeah. world. He did it for the working man. It's <laughs> it's boom because you know it's a. It's a legit bedpan, a legit headshot. It made legit a great noise. Bedpan. It made a great noise. It was a legit bedpan. So um, we're not going to watch the bedpan yeah. spot, but we are going to watch something Austin McMahon tonight. But before we get to any of that stuff, yeah, I have a question for you, Mike, and your voice. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Mike. I'm going to answer first. <laughs> Taz. Taz is your favorite wrestler. Man, uh, I'm bummed that Team Taz is dissolved mm-hmm. as of Dynamite or Rampage, whenever that happened. I think it was Rampage. No, it was Dynamite. Um, but we talked about it before. Taz, he's been bringing it up. He's lost like 30, 40 pounds. He's looking great. He's looking mean. Yeah. Lean. Yeah. And 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 he had, when he made the announcement, he had like this yellow candy, canary yellow uh, little pocket square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his tie was like a delicious candy cane. Yeah, and yellows delicious. And oranges and greens, maybe blues, one yeah. of the two. His orange was in there. And uh, I'm going to miss... I'm glad he's on commentary. Right. Because now we're not losing that. And he's great. Honestly, him and Excalibur. Yeah. Just together. You get that on Dark or Dark Elevation. Yeah. It's just perfect. Because they just, they, they're they not. They have a good time. There's no one in their ear. They're just talking and having a blast. They, they, they are very both very sharp. They call him Suplex Jones. They call everyone something <laughs> Jones. Suplex Jones. <laughs> but um, I just thought his little, uh, his little speech there on, on to, to heart, not to hard camera, to, but to the camera in the yeah. company booth was a nice little send off to Team that Taz. fun little, yeah, mostly heel, maybe face for like a week <laughs> team. Yeah. When Dante Martin joined, they're like, yay. And then he fucked them up. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. They're bad still. <laughs> um, so it's Taz. I I could have chose Ricky. Uh, I, the real Ricky Starks, not well, the other Ricky Starks, the other real. Ricky Starks. You remember him. Yeah. I could have chose powerhouse Hobbs like you did last week. Sure, yeah. I could have chose hook. Yeah. Cause he's now the FTW champion. And the backstage, I don't know if I sent it to you. There was a backstage a few weeks ago, <clears throat> Taz talking about what's next to Hook about how important it is that he won that belt. Uh, it's like this is the belt that he's been growing up over over the fire the fireplace mantle all his yeah. life, and now it's his. I'm so proud. He's about to cry. It's like, oh, Taz, I hated you when you were a horny commentator. Now that you're just a normal commentator, it's way better, great. way better, way better. Because he had that middle. He's like. Great wrestler. Yeah. Now I'm the horny commentator. Vince Great and wrestler. Vince's fault. Horny commentator. Not Mr. McMahon. The real Vince McMahon is like, be the horny commentator. Be the King, horny one. Was King gone? King was he... on Raw and we Taz was on SmackDown. Horns. We need to have at least one horny person <laughs> on, each, on each booth. Yeah. Um. So I didn't like him then. I never gave him another shot. And do you remember when it was announced that he was coming on as one of the broadcast uh-huh. team? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was kind of down on it. I was like, yeah. he can't talk. Yeah. And he can't really talk that well. Yeah. But he's like me. He talks like me. He gets yeah. he gets sidetracked. He gets spaceman, but he always gets back to what he's saying. And he's eventually. also got he also is very funny. He's it's it's a we it's like a dry. Yeah. Like he just posts tweets of like other wrestlers' music of yeah. him in his car, and he's just got his arm just and he's just humming and singing to just it, grooving to it. Ruby, 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 yeah. Soho. He's just a dork. We're gonna be friends with Taz. Yeah, probably. Do you think Body Math will make the new team Taz? Yeah. Let's get Taz and McFoley to manage us, both of them. Great. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? Favorite wrestler this week are the Conquering Heroes. 
the winners of the first ever dumpster match in AEW history. Fuck yeah, what a fun match. The wrestlers, the team that everyone loves, it's the acclaimed. Which is appropriate, because the rap talked about our topic tonight. Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, yeah. It's a good rap. That was solid, that one. Yeah. I don't remember it, but it was good. The acclaimed feel like they are on the cusp of being one of the three most popular teams in AEW yes. to me. What's cool about it, too, is I learned in Anthony Bowens' AEW Unrestricted podcast episode. Uh-huh. They were not a team until, like, Tony Khan put them together. Really? The fact that, because, like, when I first saw them, I thought they were just an indie team that came up. Yeah. But the fact that they're so good together as just a, almost like Dax and and Cash back in WWE, they just kind of put them together. Yep. And it just worked. Yeah. American Alpha, same thing. Yeah. And uh, that's just really cool. The thing that's cool about the Acclaim, too, and arguably sets them apart, even from those two other excellent teams that you just mentioned, is that... I'm never going to confuse Max Caster with Anthony Bowens. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you're not going to confuse Jason Jordan and Chad Gable either just because of the size difference and the amount of well, pigment like, in skin. Yeah, stuff, like we talked right? about last week with that show. What was it? Why was the white guy? It was the black guy. <laughs> last week we talked about it as a show. You don't remember either? I, don't, I have no recollection And you of said this. the same pigment joke too. Yeah, exact same. I have no recollection <laughs> of this. Um... But no, they're, they're, they oh, have these. Oh, it's me and Fred Rosser. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brothers from another mother. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, Caster has his own distinct personality. Anthony Bowens has his own distinct personality. They don't particularly wrestle a lot like each other. Yeah. They are just a cool team, like like Caster doing the raps and, and Bowens basically being like a hype, hype man. man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just he's there and and them getting the scissoring thing over with fans and everything. And like, the fact just... that it, like what it is, is is, is two uh, two people with vaginas is a scissor. That's what it is. Like, that's what that is. Oh, yeah, I know. What a but si- the fact that they got it over as not that, but it still is. I know that, what a scissor is. It's very cool. A scissor. <laughs> Also, I feel like you could, scissor. You could scissor. You could scissor. I with, guess you could. You can scissor with penis. I retract the two vagina statement. I guess you could. Lots of anybody uh, could scissor. I, I feel like it's a lot of uh, penises involved. There's lots of like bending down. Yeah, no, bending. it just it just wouldn't. I don't think it would probably feel as it hurt. I think it would good. hurt. I think it would probably. Have you ever popped it? What? You ever popped it? Have on I accident? ever popped it? Yeah, an accident. No. No. Have you ever popped? Yeah. Oh my God. What? Like, that sounds horrible. It sucks. That sounds like the worst. It was a shock to my system. It was like, it's like undisputed air. (laughs) That sounds awful. And like, you should have gone to the doctor. It went, oh no. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what that means though? I was ready to go because it was, it it was, it was too uh, I'm trying to think of a cool way to say, <laughs> a cool way to say it. it was too stiff to bend, my dude. Too stiff. And it did bend. Too stiff. And to it bend. hurt. Oh, and it. Popped. That's why. It, that's why it popped. It popped. A little bass pop. Wow. The bass. But you survived. Yeah. Your penis survived. No, no, no. It's gone. And here we are now. One of us with a fully functioning penis. The other couldn't scissor if he li- living in shame. <laughs> Unscissorable. Unscissorable. <laughs> but uh, back to back to the acclaimed. That dumpster match. Can we talk about it real quick? Yeah. Outside of the acclaimed, 
the guns are excellent. Oh yeah. Like obviously they're they're they've been around their whole life. Yeah. But like I think FDR has said on Twitter too is like keep an eye on the on the the like you want to go on Ass Boys. Ass Boys. Not they are. Name. They're the Ass Boys. It's like because they're really good and they're going to be amazing. And uh, I like that Austin has glitter all over his arms. Yeah. Something I wish I could. Sean Michaels of. marks. So fucking funny. So fucking funny. Because <laughs> then it gets all over your opponent. Yeah. Insulting. <laughs> anyway, uh, the acclaim. That's a great pick. Anything great. else you want to say? About no, 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 no. I think that's enough. Hey, Mike, I have a question for you. Yeah. How would Ric Flair say their names? You know, there's something I want to say right now, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> you look at the nature boy, and you look at the four horsemen, you talk about my best friend, Arn Anderson, the enforcer, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon. There's a reason why this jacket costs $700, and that jacket costs $200, and I don't know what that jacket costs, but I'd be ashamed to wear it. I'm talking about Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> I'm talking about the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and I'm talking about you, Taz. Uh, what is Taz's moniker, Rick? What's his nickname? He is <laughs> not the man, because... Let's be real. He hasn't beat you. You're looking at the man right here. He hasn't beat you. Custom made mm -hmm. from head to toe, but he is the human <laughs> suplex. <laughs> suplex machine. That word's hard for you, Rick. Suplex. Hogan, Savage, Sting, my best friend, <laughs> Arn Anderson, Anthony Bowens. Woo! <laughs> Max Caster and Harley Race. What's their team name? You know what their team name is. Sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. It is by God. <laughs> mean Gene. The acclaimed in live living color. Here to take over your tag team division. As long as they don't run in to my best friend <laughs> and his partner, Tully Blanchard. Thanks, Rick. And Harley Race. I have one for you today. I got one for you, too. And it's very short, and some would say it's very juvenile. Okay. But I will say that this type of joke, to me, yeah. is never not funny. Yeah, this is in our wheelhouse. This is in our, specifically our wheelhouse. You'll find it on Twitter. Is that what you just sent me to? Yeah. Okay, so here comes mine. All right. This is a TikTok from David Hamill. Definitely needs volume. Okay. I'm going to click on this now. Here we go. Okay, we're in the bathroom. And, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Wait, hang on. What? Wait. 
David is doing a salt mem- Does it say- a mirror salt <laughs> Does it say anything? Does he write anything? Or is it just the video? I think it's just the video. Ah! I don't think there's it sounds like someone slamming the, the stall door. Is that what that is? They're blowing out the toilet, dude. <laughs> Alright, so it says it can't be right. There's no way. There's no way that that it says move timing. Which I, I, <laughs> perfect timing. I, perfect timing. Um, you ruined the shot. I will say that that is not a noise that came from a human butt. There's <laughs> no way. Definitely There's was. No way. It's, Dude. it's his reaction Dude. to. He's like, what Dude, the double takes? Yeah, because it sounds like a gunshot. It's so good. It sounds like a couple of gunshots. Don't tell me you haven't been in that situation. Oh after my. Eating oh Namu. oh oh. The worst was it? Was it? It was. Uh, uh, at a, trying to catch a connecting flight, and I forget what airport, but somebody was having the worst day of their life. That's my in the fear. stall next to me. The airport when your got oh. bubble got to the airport. Oh my! Because I'll sit down. I'll be like, nothing. I can't. It's like the Six Flags story. Same thing. Right. I don't fear public toiletry stuff, but like some people do. Like I can't poop yeah, in public. Yeah, yeah. I'm over that. And I told you that story. Yeah. On the pod before. Bubble guts. When I blew my pants and my yeah. mom threw it in the field. <laughs> that's that's when I decided to say I should poop in public now. Yeah. But uh, it just you. It's like that. You're like on display. Right. But you're not. Right. It's like you're in the airport. Yeah, you have to impress the other toilet goers. People are waiting. You have yeah. to hurry, but you can't because nothing's happening. Yeah, I get it. I have the problem with the with peeing. I can't you pee. You do. I can't pee. We were at the comedy show, yeah, and I, I just walked up next forever. to you. I'm like, I'm like hey, what's up? Yep. And I left. You were like, can't I'm get like, it out. Here comes the pee. You checked your prostate. You're almost forty. Yeah, it's not my prostate. I'm fine. It's only it's only just peeing and peeing in public. That's all. It's okay. just it's just a little weird. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I judged your prostate. I sent you the most beautiful uh, and ultimate realization of modern technology, and I am I I am stunned and shocked that every vehicle is not equipped with this type of setup. So this is a slice of history at a slice of history, a 1974 Volkswagen, Volkswagen, and its fifth wheel travel trailer. A little 22 second clip here, no audio. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Welcome to the fucking future, my man. Hey, everyone. This beetle bug has a trailer hitch on the roof of the car that has a full 360 degree capability. Yeah. So that when you're reverse and turning your car, giving a whole fucking three point turn, you can do that in it. You don't have to worry about the trailer. No. That's rad. Isn't that fucking brilliant? I mean, I get why it's it works with that car, but not like with trucks because it'd be too high. Yeah, too high. But the Beetle, that's brilliant. Can and the fact that the Beetle's even lugging a trailer is pretty impressive. I don't. Maybe it's on the top because that's the only way to do it on a Beetle. Like if you tried to lug from the back, it would just rip off. But it makes sense to have the pivot point be there. The pivot point's great because that's then the, you can just maneuver it, and it's great. I think I think the only reason it didn't catch on is because I feel like the pivot point can only be used in a car shaped like the Beetle. Yeah, right? maybe so. Maybe the Sunbird, the Pontiac Sunbird. Maybe so. You'd have to have something kind of short and and st- and round. That round top really know? helps. But look at the build of most modern cars. Most modern cars are built like a Beetle. What, am, what about my leaf? Yeah. You, you, it is, it you, is. You, right? Like your leaf yeah. has that kind of bubbly, yeah. you know, short, stocky kind like of. Like a leaf. So, so what I'm saying is this: we should revive this fucking trailer design. Yeah, just... You do Scientists, it? get on it. 
we'll send them the send them this episode. Please. So like in about forty five minutes, you'll get to the part we want you to listen to. But wade through all the other stuff first. Can we please? <laughs> Um, you didn't actually. I don't think you told me if I was. I did. It's very shit house. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it, I think shit-ass. I think this um, wonderful device that VW made in the seventies is also shit house. Hell yeah. Okay. With, with that said, yeah, uh, we're gonna watch some Vince stuff. Mike has put this episode together for me because I requested it. So I don't really ask. I usually just I'm on the toilet and I say, Hey, Mike, build the show build the this show. week. <laughs> I don't really ask. I just kind of tell. Here's Mike. Here's why I do that. I figure I build the show so often. Yeah. That if I just tell you to build this show, you're fine with it because like you don't build it that often. So when you get the request to build the show, it's like yeah. that's no, it's not it's that nothing. big of a deal. It's really not. This is what do you easy, have? This is an easy show to build. Are you doing so? What do you have for us? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be chronological? What's it gonna be? We're gonna go chronological here. Okay. Is everything on Peacock? Everything is on Peacock. Perfect. We're gonna start in the year 1999. All right. A pay per view called. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Massacre. Yeah. It was w- basically what In Your House kind of turned into. They started naming them different and, things. Yeah, and that, that was the added era kind of when they started that. Kind of started doing that. Yeah. Like, this is so this is St. Valentine's Day branding. Massacre, colon. Again, again, financials. Branding. In Your House. Branding. <laughs> basically, um, this is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin okay. versus Mr. McMahon. And it is in the wake of Mr. McMahon winning the Royal Rumble and therefore earning a title shot at WrestleMania. However, because The Rock is WWF champion Mm -hmm. and basically Mr. McMahon's corporate champion, Vince McMahon says, I'm going to vacate my opportunity at WrestleMania. Wow. So The Rock will remain champion. That's so nice of him. Unfortunately, Commissioner Shawn Michaels, who is in sh- presumably in charge of like day-to-day decisions in the WWE, he's, he's a sexy boy. He is a sexy commissioner. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Running around he's in not, t- so tiny he's a shorts. He's not the. He's not. A, he's not your boy toy right now. No, he is just a sexy commissioner. When he's back in the office, does he sexuate? Does he sensuate? He, he sensuates up and down the, the hallway. Office hallway. The office hallway. He's just thrusting. Just <laughs> get in your office, Sean. Thrusting in tiny shorts <laughs> everywhere. Uh, just so high. Just so high out of his mind. Um, his hair is just washed. He informs Mr. McMahon that in the event that the winner of the Royal Rumble decides to vacate their chance at WrestleMania to challenge for the belt, okay. the runner-up gets that opportunity. And the runner-up was Stone Cold Steve Austin. So this is 99. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin is popping off already. Oh, yes. Yeah. Glass is breaking. Glass is totally breaking. He is... Uh, he, he had already won the big belt from Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania the previous year in mm-hmm. 1998. Um, he is the shit. Everyone is in love with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is... Um, a match that everyone wants to see. It is a cage match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. If Austin loses, he does not get his title shot against The Rock at WrestleMania. But he has put that on the line because he wants to get his hands on Mr. McMahon so badly. Yeah, Steve Austin, at this point in time, might not even care about titles. He just wants to beat the fuck. Out of Mr. Out McMahon. of Mr. McMahon. This pay-per-view is notable for 
two things. One, this is, I believe, one of maybe two, or this might be the only time they ever broke it out, but they painted the big, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe they painted the big blue cage black. Oh, and then, but and then, like, kind of shortly thereafter, we, we they went to chain link fence, yeah. like WCW. So this is the rare big square, the big black. square, but they painted the cage yeah. black. Interesting. And then there is also in this match a little surprise, a debut. That's JBL, of a WCW talent that has jumped the jumped the forbidden chasm. Sounds like I watched this pay per view because I know who you're talking about. It's very possible you did. It's very possible. If you don't know what right we're talking about, year 2000. please watch it with us. We're going to dial it up on the WWE Peacock right now and we hope you watch along with us. It's the St. Valentine's Day Massacre 1999 Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon. What's fun about this match, Mike, Yeah, is that I have not seen it start to finish, but it has three things that I've seen in multiple highlights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vince off the side of the cage. It, off, yep. But I've never seen the landing, and that was violent. That sucked. Uh, the um, the uh, the uh, stretcher spot, the flipping up the stretcher right. events, yep. and then, yep. of course, I didn't realize it. I was thinking Jericho was going to debut, yeah. but you're right. That's on Raw. Yeah. It was the big show. Wheel. Is he called Paul White for a bit here? I think that he just is – Michael Cole refers to him as Paul White because okay. they don't know what he's going to be or yep. whatever, but they, like, just signed him, so they did this to, to kind of freak people out. You What's know? so fun about this is – uh, that giant Paul White was under the ring. <laughs> He's so big. He's so big. He's he the big one. Under the ring. Yeah, we're oh, 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 oh. so show was at least under the ring for half hour. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you think they snuck him in there when yeah, they were... no, no, he helped no, no, build the no, cage, no, right? Nah, dude. Nah, dude. He no, the, 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 he was under the ring the whole show. You think? Absolutely. Two and a half, three hours? Yes, absolutely. Was there any lights out moments in that show? Oh, it could be. I feel like him coming down. I wouldn't, saw the other I, large I wouldn't, dude. I wouldn't risk it, though. I wouldn't risk having a, someone recognize a seven-foot, 450-pound man. Yeah. Like, but who else that, could that possibly wouldn't be? Wouldn't that be the perfect spot to put him under there, though? He comes in, hoodie up, just helping with the loading, building the cage. Yeah. Builds it, and is like, oh, I'm going to get someone under the ring, and it just never goes back. <laughs> what I will say is that it was actually... Probably unnecessary um, for him to come from underneath the ring. Like yeah. I feel like it could have been just as effective if he would have walked down the aisle. Because more the whole effective. Mc- probably McMahon's whole thing was, you know, no one in my, none of my boys are gonna are gonna interfere. Yeah, I guarantee you. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, Paul, Paul, yeah. the big one is act is Gerald. Not- and Pat, yeah, will come down and Gerald help and Pat me. won't do anything. Um, I will say that as as uh, uncoordinated and as awkward as Vince is, um, that was, uh, and 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 as long as the match kind of dragged on with Austin just kicking the shit out of McMahon, like no offense on, well, a little bit of virtually offense on no offense, like three three throws against the cage. It was highly entertaining. Oh, and the other highlight highlight reel is. 
giant showing up and then throwing Austin to victory yeah. on accident into the cage. Cage wall opens. He just hits the floor. It's a right. wonderful ending. Yeah, and, and frankly, the fact that it worked and like they whoever unhinged the cage when they were supposed to or whatever uh, so that that spot worked. Yeah. Um, I, I, great job because it, it, it looked really great. It reminded me of a before Braun got let go, Braun Strowman. Yeah. He had a spot last year where he threw, I think, Shane McMahon at Hell in the Cell. Huh. He just threw him through the wall. Right, <laughs> It was right, fucking, right. the cage just fell apart. And he, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good match. What uh, we're gonna do tonight at the very end because we're gonna get a whole yep. thing of evidence. Yep. What's the next thing you brought for? We're us? gonna fast forward a few years here. This is the pre. This match was the precursor to WrestleMania 15. We're gonna fast forward all the way to WrestleMania 19. After Mr. McMahon has had his conclusion uh, of his feud with Steve Austin, uh, we found the first biggest superstar for Vince McMahon Hulk Hogan was back in the WWE and Vince decided that he was going to make Hogan's life a living hell just as he had Austin's now on paper this match seems like it sucks and maybe it does but my recollection of this match is that it far exceeds or definitely exceeded my expectations. For what it is? It is a hardcore match between Hulk Hogan and Mr. McMahon. Really? At WrestleMania 19. Interesting, because as much as we uh, do not care for Hogan's racism, <laughs> obviously. Really, we, yes. We really that, don't that, care That's the number that. one thing we don't care about, but there are tons of things <laughs> yeah. we don't like about Hulk Hogan. But I just, uh, this match and then also the Rock and Hogan match, mm-hmm. how Hogan can't wrestle. Really, not anymore, really. Especially now at this age, yeah. Where we're seeing him now, yeah. After WCW, and like the fact that that match with Rock is one of the greatest matches of all it's time, amazing. and nothing really happens. It's so <laughs> good. It's just, I just wanted a little Hogan tangent. Um, what WrestleMania is it again? WrestleMania 19. Oh, I just guessed. Cool. There it is. It's on the WWE Peacock. We hope you watch along with us, and we'll see you after we do. All right, so we can both agree that sucks that that rules. (laughs) That sucks that Hogan and Mr. McMahon are villains in real life. Are villains in real life, but had a fucking barn burner match. I have never seen not a clip from this match. Yeah. Why was this? Why has this been buried to me? You know, because of Hogan's. I I bet. uh, Yeah, certainly after the. You know, Hogan said those awful racist things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did they bury his, it? You know, I mean, like he was taken out of the opening video package and, uh, you know, WWE, whatever, distanced themselves from him yeah. from like for like four, four years, years or something. That, yeah. Something stupid. But, you know, you always knew there he was going to come back because, you know. It's the wrestling business. Shit is stupid. It's the wrestling it's business. The wrestling Rick Flair just had his last match. Um, but you know, the honestly, the 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 truth is, I don't know why this match um, doesn't get mentioned more often in terms of you know 
best matches for both of their careers. Historic significance, too. Because mm-hmm. I, I mentioned this. Here comes Shane. What a dork. Because I mentioned this off mic. Is that this is how we talked about Vince McMahon is wrestling. Hogan also is wrestling. Yeah. And them two in this match, it, it, it there's there's a way that this could have been bad and that would have been if it wasn't a street fight. Yes. But the fact that they were able to beat each other up, get yep. bloody, yep. use the tables effectively, uh, ladder spot effectively with that leg drop, uh, it really made the match special because, yeah. because of the violence. I think so, yeah, right? Like, it was, you would think it would just be so, so stinky, but it wasn't stinky. It was actually highly entertaining, and everything with the exception of Brian Hebner going over the top rope. So bad. Brian Hebner start trying to not let Vince take the no rules and not let him pick up the bat. Yeah. Pipe is also yeah. poor storytelling. But um, also a, a rowdy, rowdy Piper appearance, which was fun. He hit Hogan with a pipe. He came into the <laughs> ring and d- spat on both of them, but only hit Hogan with the pipe, which I believe is, um, is later explained as it was a payoff. Piper took a payoff and took, oh, the, yeah. took, took the money um and also really really wanted to stick it to hulk hogan even if it meant allying himself with another person he hated vince mcmahon i mean but it makes sense because the whole video package was like wrestlemania one wrestlemania two and like yeah we're in the main event of one yep Yep. so really cool um i do make note a piper looks like a piece of shit he does he does become just like in his old age before dying he becomes like a little old man adonis yeah. Wrestling daddy. Gets back in shape. And people, and everyone's like, we love Roddy. Well, of course, they always said that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that, that would be the one um, human silver lining to this match is that we had a great dude named Roddy Piper who made an appearance. Then, and maybe Roddy was a good enough, as about as good a dude as you could, you know, you could be as a pro wrestler by, by all accounts. So maybe his yeah. goodness canceled out the badness of yeah. the other two. And after this payoff, he just. Jumped on a plane, flew back down to, over here to Portland, probably went to the 24-hour hotcakes house, got some hotcakes. I Hang, think his house is right around the hotcakes area. out, yeah. Man, rest in peace, Roddy. That's what we got out of this match. Good dude. Uh, it's getting real late. What is the final match? Final match is WrestleMania 22, three years later, Mr. McMahon versus the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn wow. Michaels, in another no-holds-barred street fight type yeah match which is you know you, you got to do that well they they probably a few years ago were like oh yeah. hogan kicked off this way imagine if we can get a, a competent wrestler in there with this with the same rules what can they make and they did and i believe this is uh the the storyline here is vince uh wants is trying to like seek revenge on Sean for all the degeneration X stuff. All yeah, of them filthy. Be, being filthy stuff. Well and, and and really sticking it to him as uh, you know, being those juvenile delinquents that they were. And now Vince is gonna take his pound of flesh. So that's WrestleMania twenty two. We hope you watch this one with us. wasn't so much a wrestling match yeah. as it was a bloodletting. Yeah, it was a bloodletting by choice on Vince's part. This well, was, no, not really on Vince's, not a choice. This, this resembled the Austin match more than it resembled the Hogan match in that almost yeah. all of the offense was from the wrestler and not 
McMahon. Correct. I would say that's because Steve and Sean are at the time and overall better yeah. wrestlers than Hulk. Yeah. But Hulk's the best match of this evening for sure. I agree. Uh, and honestly, I was going to say, no, Steve Austin's second. This was the least, I think. You think so? But that elbow drop spot yeah. is the best spot of the night, yeah. maybe. Yeah, probably. The leg drop from the ladder. The leg drop from the ladder is Hogan, pretty choice. But oh, it, was, fuck. it looked clumsy. This was perfect. Yeah. This was, they planned in the back. They're like, here's what we're going to do. It's like when we saw the exploding barbed wire match when it was shitty. Yeah. The match was good, but then it, it, it pooted at right. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the exact opposite. They the said, opposite. this is what we need to do, and we did it perfectly, and it, it's just perfect. Yeah. The whole match was designed to set that up where Sean had him beat, like Austin had him beat over and over and over again, and it wasn't really a contest. Uh, this was Sean taking out years of frustration on uh, the boss. his wicked boss man. Horrible boss man. Horrible, horrible. Such a bad boss man. Such a bad boss man. What I will say about all three of these matches is that they were probably more entertaining than they had any right to be. Yes. And the cinematography in these matches, uh, particularly in the Hogan match, yes. was choice. Um, there is a chair shot in the Hogan match. It's behind Vince's back. And then you can barely see Hogan. And he swings. He just baseball swings a blue chair, double-handed. Yeah. Right into Hogan's face. Oh, yeah. We don't see it, though. There's because, a nice cut. Because Vince's back is so big, also, you can't see it. Yeah. And then it cuts. It's like, that was like the perfect shot. Because it could have hit him. I don't care. Sure looked like and sounded like it Definitely hit him. Definitely looked and sounded like it hit him. Really great. I have to say, uh, we hope that we're going to send thoughts and prayers to Hugo Savinovich, who uh, was murdered by Hulk Hogan in the second match of the evening yeah. when uh, Vince jumped out of the way and Hugo took that chair shot to the face. <laughs> he, and then whenever they cut back before the leg drop happened, yeah. you'd see him just collapsed against the 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 barrier just he bladed he did a blade job too yeah and they finally wheeled him out they took him under a ladder yeah so you know when they got to the back he got hit by another chair for yeah some reason or he tore both luck. of his quads yes yeah one or the other all right let's do tights of the night all right so it's hard because, speaking just on tights, yeah. Hogan obviously had the best tights. The tie-dye red and yellow. The uh, the the scarf, the, the boa constrictor. Right. The, the, bol the, the, bola the, bol the Ebola tie. The Ebola tie strip. Stripper? <laughs> when I say stripper? Oh, no, the Ebola stripper is here. The Ebola here. stripper. All, also, all the, uh, it's not clothing, but all the flashing red and yellow lights on his entrance really makes it even cooler. But. It's a good entrance. But. Yeah. This is the Mr. McMahon episode. Yes. And each match, yeah. same outfit. Same outfit. Black Levi 501s. Yep. Tell because they have a huge Levi Strauss leather yep. square on the yep. back. Yep. Black tank tucked in, black belt. Black belt. Black Nikes. Yeah. Nike Reese. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um, and each match, yeah. 
He was big. He got big. He got bigger throughout the course of the night. He was huge for Steve. Yeah. No, he was cut for Steve. He was cut for Steve. Also big, but cut. Yeah. Then for <laughs> Hogan, like, he was he just was, huge. He was like super shredder. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Sean, yep. he took both of those equations, yep. put them together. Cover then, of muscle and fitness. And then bells on the cover of muscle fitness. 60-year-old man on the cover of muscle and fitness. We never saw the backside, but from a side butt, good-looking butt. Good-looking, flat as flat as the day a is A little long, bit not as flat as Masao. Not as flat as Kobashi. Kobashi, that's cool. Kobashi. Very and Masao, I think they were both. very flat. Can run rain both, down their back. Slides right down. Both very flat. Do not try and take shelter under those cabooses <laughs> because you are going to get wet. And also because, of course, he was bodybuilding for Muscle Fitness Magazine. Yeah. He was so tan of the night, tan, tan of the and night. oiled, and he was so proud about how oiled he was when he was coming out of the ring. Yep, he was doing the oh yeah, he was in the chest. That was flex that was, the biceps that was choice. That was absolutely He's choice. He's doing his cover of Muscle Fitness, uh, so it's hard to perv of the night. Yeah, perv of the night. Vince McMahon had, I think, maybe tights of the night because of the progression of said tights over the what. Five year period, six year period. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety nine to two thousand five or something. Yeah. So, so yeah. I missed, and we were talking about the Hogan thing. We might even sit on a mic, but the Hogan match, I feel like I never saw ever. Yeah. I've never yeah, yeah. seen him talk about it. It's from an era I didn't watch. Right. It's weird because it's so amazing with like, yeah two bigger than life wrestling personalities in a fucking hardcore match like, at WrestleMania. Wild. Hogan match that went 30 minutes, I think. Totally wild. And it was good the whole way through. Inexplicably good, maybe match of both of their careers. Hogan had a match with Piper four years prior in a steel cage where they're arguably in much better shape. Yeah. It's the worst match I've ever seen. It's so bad. (laughs) Other than than Hogan and Warrior at Halloween Havoc. Oh, my God. I hope we never roll that because we're not going to watch it unless we roll it. <laughs> yes, we will pray to the wrestling gods that that never comes up in a tiny mystery hour. But if it does, we will watch it. We don't lie to you. We don't lie. We don't cheat. Nope. We only possibly take other possibly food. steal food from other people. <laughs> so tights of the night, surely on aesthetic goes to Mr. McMahon. Tights of the night, surely on tights of the night goes to Hogan. I think. Yeah. But okay. we're not going to debate anymore. That's done. That's it. That's it. I, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I agree wholeheartedly. And um, I think it's it's definitely uh, the final version that we saw was Vince of the night. He was he was all vinced up and ready. He to, made his full Vince change. Ready to Vince. Because after this, Vince, sure, he's on muscle and fitness again with a big chain around his neck. Like oh, right, six right, years, right, right, right. Like 12 years later, actually, yeah, which yeah. is wild. He's like 65. Maybe 70 on that cover. Yeah, something like that. It's gross. It's, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so much roid. It's so disgusting. Um, but that was all we know about Mystery Man. There it was. That's it. That's it. Vince was not a great wrestler. Not a great wrestler. Not a great man. <laughs> As a human. Yeah. Um, but important for the art form we love. Import, so. Important eh, for the art form we love, or at the very least... Uh, pivotal if, player. If not important, then pivotal to the history of how things played out. Yes. Pivotal In, to the history of maybe other important people we like more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
where can people find us online? You will find us on the World Wide Web at Tope Suicida Pod. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, at Tope Suicida Pod, that's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Mike from TV, on Instagram at Mike from Television, and Bo is on both of those media platforms at Bo Rosser. Follow me on TikTok too, same thing. That's just his name. Mm-hmm. It's easy. He's easy to find. He's, mm-hmm. he's an easy guy to find. He's not hard to find. I'm not private. I'm all public. You see me. He's all public. And just like the WWE, we're all public here Yep. on the Tope Suicida podcast. But we are. We like to think we're a better corporate entity. Less sex than, scandals. Yeah. Fewer. Making zero money. Yeah. <laughs> so. No money. No money. No money. But we sleep okay. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. One more thing before we get out of here. And... That's, of course, the wrestling is vacation. So, Bo, I put it to you today. The day in which, for the first and last time, we take a look at the Mr. McMahon character. What is wrestling? Wrestling is shades of gray. Wrestling is more than just villains and good guys. It's complex. Wrestling is, yeah, it's complex. On how it makes you feel. Yeah. Wrestling is, hey, should we do a McMahon episode? Yeah. Wrestling is, I don't feel real good about that, but like, I really want to do it because I think it's important. Wrestling is that shade of gray. Right. <laughs> Wrestling is uh, uh, an open ladder to the head. <laughs> yeah. The person that is the bad person. Yeah. So it feels good to see him get hit in the head with the yeah. ladder. For real. Yeah. Wrestling is lots of blood, lots of uncomfortableness. By the end of the day, though, wrestling is pure art form. Mm. I know you'll agree with that. You're always telling me, like, oh, that's my favorite art form. Yeah. It's you. Good one, man. You fucking got got me. You got me. (laughs) That's what wrestling is getting your butt, baby. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is wrestling to you? Wrestling is dirty and unscrupulous. Wrestling is embarrassing. Wrestling is embarrassing for reasons that you had not initially thought it was embarrassing for. Wrestling is bronzed up sweaty <laughs> beef grease so bronzed with a, with a side of mashed potatoes and yeah. barbecue sauce i love linda's mashed potatoes wrestling re- wrestling is unconscientious people succeeding <laughs> and that is something that is reflected in the art form but is also present in the real life business that exists behind the art form wrestling is conflicting wrestling is better now yeah that vince mcmahon is gone yeah despite your friendly rivalry rivalry my rivalry with 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 H. h yeah yeah wrestling is about to get really crazy i think just competition wise Wrestling is on a precipice. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. But we'll keep watching. And we hope you do too.
No baby? Baby. I have one more thing before we go. One uh-huh. final question. Yeah. And I think it really sums up the entire Mr. Mm, McMahon episode. Mm, mm. And I know it's a little blue, but it's at the end, so no one's going to hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we saw the bodybuilder Vince. Yeah. What do you think his piss smells like? <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Tope Suicida What Wrestling Can Be is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.